0: This is edition number 1291 of the Wyndham and Attleborough Talking Newspaper for the 1st of March, 2024. Hello, I'm Georgette, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the latest edition of your news and information service. The editor is Tracy, the sound technician is Penny, assisted by Terence, and the administration was done by Mary. If you are listening by means of a memory stick, the latest edition of Just Talk, produced by Chatterbox Talking Newspaper, will follow the news recording. If you are listening online, the recording can be found on the Chatterbox website, www.cbtn.org.uk. That's cbtn.org.uk. The items you'll hear have been taken from the Wyndham and Attleborough Mercury, the Eastern Daily Press, The Norwich Evening News, Dis Express, Wyndham Magazine, The Heatherset Herald and the Fawcett Flyer. Your other readers are Liz and Tracy, and the first item will be read by Liz.
1: Mum of One opens new Hugo's Play Centre in Wyndham. A new play centre for newborns and toddlers has opened with a mum of one at the helm. Charlotte Moppet has launched Hugo's in Windham, named after her first-born son, Hugo. She said the idea for the new play centre came from when she was on maternity leave and was thinking about her next steps for the future. As a mum, I know how important it is to get out of the house, to see other friendly faces and meet new people, which is why I decided to start this new adventure, she said. I wanted to create a relaxed environment where both newborns and toddlers can come along to play, explore, be curious and creative, while making it aesthetically pleasing. It is important to me that children can immerse themselves into their play within a calm space so that wholesome memories can be made. Hugo's, situated at the Elm Farm Business Park, offers play sessions, networking events, birthday parties and exclusive hire. Activities are based on development, sensory play and imaginative play for children up to six years old. Play sessions must be booked online before visiting. The post office in Wyndham Gerald Store has closed. The Norfolk
2: town has been left with only one post office after a bid to save one of its branches fell through. The Wyndham Gerald Service ceased operations on Monday the twenty sixth of february, leaving just one post office in the town of more than sixteen thousand people. According to a post office spokeswoman, the temporary postmaster resigned and efforts to find a more permanent solution have failed. She said post offices are facing a particularly challenging period, as are many retailers, including restrictions on our funding from the government. While the Gerald post office has been temporarily operated for some time, the postmaster has resigned. Gerald's has declined to comment. The closest post office branch is over a mile away in the east of England co-op supermarket in Lime Tree Avenue. The next closest post office is in Heatherset, more than four miles away.
0: Unfair burial rules to change after row council's unfair graveyard policies are to change after a family was forced to pay out-of-towner rates to bury a relative who had lived in the parish most of her life. Wyndham Town Council is to make it easier for people to prove that the deceased had been living in the town to qualify for discounted costs to be buried in its cemetery. It follows the case of a family who were forced to pay full price to bury a relative who had lived in the town for most of her life. But despite paying for her to be buried alongside her husband in advance, the woman did not qualify for the discount because she had lived in a care home in Wadden, 14 miles away, for the five years before her death. There's a big difference between the costs for locals and non-residents with locals paying £220 for a burial, compared with £880 for those living outside the parish. The previous rules required evidence of being enrolled on the electoral register to show that people had lived in Wyndham and therefore qualified for the discount. But now families can produce other forms of evidence to prove residency within the last seven years. Previous attempts to change the rules branded as unfair by Wyndham's Labour Party members failed after tempers flared at a meeting in August last year. It led to a war of words between councillors who struggled to agree to define what evidence was needed to prove the deceased was a resident. Labour Town Councillor Michael Rosen said he was pleased that the rules will be changed but he was disappointed and other proposals to offer discounted burial rates to people on benefits was voted down by Liberal Democrat members. The change is part of a wider review of Wyndham Cemetery policies that include increasing burial costs by 10% across the board.
1: Work to prevent flooding continues in one of worst-hit areas. Damage caused by flooding is being assessed in one of Norfolk's worst affected areas following this weekend's heavy rainfall. Surface water and flooding had a significant impact in Attleborough and Besthorpe. Team Attleborough, a collective of five Breckland councillors, worked to to deliver sandbags, deal with underwater gardens and help keep properties safe. The group is comprised of councillors Tristan Ashby... Stephen Fraser, Rodri Oliver, Samantha Taylor and Taylor Taylor. In a recent statement, they said, The fear of flooding consumes the daily lives of the residents in close proximity of the Mill Lane culvert, and they're constantly having to work to ensure the trash screen is clear day and night, 24-7. Since the October flooding, we've had regular meetings with our MP, George Freeman, to try and develop plans to resolve many of the issues. This has included a multi-agency commitment to fund a new trash screen for Mill Lane and to undertake a culvert clearance, which will clear gravel and debris from the watercourse. We believe the most beneficial of the solutions discussed will be the water attenuation scheme upstream, which seems to have accelerated since October 2023. The recent floods follow the call for an investigation in October into a housing development built on a floodplain, which locals claimed caused the worst flooding in living memory. Dozens of homes in Attleborough were swamped by a deluge of flood water following Storm Babette's torrential rain. Many feared that the Hill Group's 350-home scheme, built on a floodplain, was the cause. Team Attleborough added, It's unfortunate that we've also been struck by a series of burst pipes, which we suspect is due to our ageing infrastructure. This has caused further issues with surface water threatening properties disruption to our roads and to local households, which is causing widespread frustration.
2: Motorists get abusive over school-run ban. A scheme banning parents from dropping off their children at school by car is in doubt because volunteers enforcing it say they are facing rising levels of abuse. Officials from Robert Kett Primary School in Wyndham say they are not able to recruit enough people to impose the restrictions at pick-up and drop-off times. They blame abuse facing volunteers for the shortage, including unpleasant and aggressive shouting, and say it has got worse the longer the project has run. The school street scheme was launched in an 18-month trial in May 2022 in a bid to improve air quality and traffic safety around schools. Initially, three schools were taking part, but the other two have already dropped out. Robert Kett was the only site to continue with the scheme, which involves volunteers putting up temporary road closures and diverting drivers away from the site. Although it declared the trial a success and made it permanent in November last year, now the school could also abandon the scheme after volunteers say they have been receiving worsening abuse from motorists. A report going before councillors states that the abuse has made it harder for the school to convince people to help out. It reads, At Robert Kett Primary School, this order was made permanent in November 2023 in order to allow the school streets to continue beyond the initial trial period. However, the school has found it increasingly challenging to recruit and maintain volunteers to support the road closure – And, unfortunately, levels of abuse towards volunteers from drivers has increased to levels significantly higher than experienced earlier on in the trial. It is therefore not possible to have volunteers every day of the week. On these days, although general traffic remains restricted past the school, some drivers are ignoring this. The same issue saw the other two schools taking part in the trial, Dussendale Primary and Broic Road in Wyndham, abandon the scheme. The difficulty in recruiting volunteers has made the road closures hard to enforce, leading to some motorists consistently flouting the rules. Call for council
0: bosses to buy land for two new Norfolk railway stations. Council leaders have been urged to buy up farmland near railway lines so it can be used to build two new railway stations. The Green group at Norfolk County Council will use their budget setting meeting to put forward its proposal. The group says that the council should spend 1.25 million pounds to buy land on both sides of the Great Eastern Main Line near Fawsett's and Mary. They say that 140 acres of land, which is on the market, could in future become the base for a station to serve people in the Stratton area. The Greens say that land in the council's possession, it could give a fresh impetus to the previously mooted suggestion for a station at Fawnset. They say owning the land could be a preliminary to either leasing it to the railway in due course or the Council developing the site itself as a station, with car parking, a bus interchange and e-bikes. The Greens say that it would allow the authority to recoup the expenditure from rents and commercial units, as well as from parking, and in the meantime the land could be added to the Council's county farm portfolio of farms rented to tenants and they say the council should look to do something similar in the Heatherset-Cringleford area to serve places such as Norwich Research Park, the Norfolk and Norwich University Hospital and the University of East Anglia. Green County Councillor Dr Catherine Rowett said Beeching's closures of the stations that served similar communities were so short-sighted. To enable everyone to access the faster and more convenient zero-carbon modes of transport in the future, we need to be looking to investigate and invest in integrated transport schemes that bring trains to the localities where people live. Access to the railways that pass through our villages would be transformative for people's lives. She said a station at Fauncet did not need to jeopardise fast trains to London, saying there could be a short service running between Dis and Norwich, running between the fast train lines. Rail Future, an independent organisation campaigning for better rail services, called for such a station in 2020, saying it would cost about £15 million and improve rail access for thousands of people. Andrew Jamieson, the Council's Cabinet Member for Finance, said that he would consider the proposals and would respond to the budget-setting meeting. At that meeting, the Conservative administration is proposing £45 million of cuts and savings, including shutting recycling centres and changing care costs for people with disabilities. Fawmset used to have a railway station. It opened in 1849, but last served passengers on November the 5th 1966. After it was removed as a stop on the Norwich to Ipswich line, the station was one of the second stop. was once the second stop out of Norwich on the way to London after Flawden, but had a phased closure across the 1960s.
1: Sanctuary to offer accommodation to help raise funds. A couple who made it their mission to save animals by launching their own sanctuary now plan to start offering on-site accommodation to guests. Robin Peterson and his partner, Juliana Andrade, left their life in London three and a half years ago to open the little sanctuary in the countryside near Attleborough. Since then, the self-funded venture has grown to make space for 12 new animals, including chickens and sheep saved from slaughter, dogs from China and Romania, and a cat from Spain. Mr Peterson said offering guest accommodation could help to fund the animals' care, which can often prove costly. The most recent vet bill came to around £2,500 after 10-year-old pig Ophelia suffered a prolapse of the uterus and was found with a tumour. She required veterinary call-outs, ultrasounds, CT scans and a hysterectomy and lost a lot of weight but is now slowly on the mend. As well as bringing in more money, Mr. Peterson said offering their farmhouses guest rooms as accommodation could help inform people about animal rights and showcase his partner's delicious vegan cooking. Being able to do this means everything to us, he explained. It's so important to treat animals as equals. We want to raise awareness of how we treat animals and make people realise they are living things with feelings and emotions of their own. Updates on the guest accommodation will be available on the Little Sanctuary's website and social media pages in due course. The Sanctuary is fundraising for help to pay Ophelia's bill and donors have the chance to win a stay at Hempsall Farm Luxury Vegan Glamping in Cambridge.
2: Council leaders under pressure to explain £2 million for consultants. Council leaders are under pressure to explain why they spent almost £2 million on management consultants after their cost-cutting measures fell short of targets, with some of them now reversed altogether. Norfolk County Council had hoped the experts from PA Consulting would identify ways for it to reduce spending by up to £20 million a year. But after just one year, the authority ended its arrangement with the firm, with critics saying the savings have been significantly lower than promised and that some of them have since been reversed. The council finances remain extremely stretched and it is due to agree to £45 million of cuts and savings as part of its budget for next year. Opposition councillors have questioned the £1.9 million spent on the consultants and claim they have seen no evidence of what they achieved. When Conservative-controlled County Hall bought in PA Consulting in 2022, leaders said it would bring savings of up to £20 million a year through a strategic review. In the years 2023 to 2024, that led to £17 million worth of savings and, in the current year, £12 million of the savings were attributed to that review. But in the Council's still-to-be-agreed budget of 11 sections which refer to the strategic review, seven of them are reversals of previous savings, adding £3.8 million to the budget. Jamie Osborne, leader of the Green Group at County Hall, challenged Andrew Jamieson, the Council's Cabinet Member for Finance, about that at a meeting of the Authority's Scrutiny Committee. He said last year it was £17 million, now it's £12 million and now it is talking about reversing £3.8 million of savings from last year. Do you think that has been successful? The council dispensed of PA consulting services after just a year. But Mr Jameson said the absolutely necessary work by consultants had spurred the council's own transformation programme to find more efficient ways of working. He said, I think that without the transformation programme, it would have been absolutely impossible to make the savings we are making without making severe cuts to the services we are given. Transformation and the strategic review are leading to the same thing, which is to continue to deliver services effectively while costing less money. Steve Morfew, leader of the Labour Group and chairman of the Scrutiny Committee, said he had not been against the strategic review, but that it had not gone far enough. He questioned where the evidence was to show attempts to transform services had been successful. Mr Jameson said he would provide examples, while Bill Borrett, Cabinet Member for Public Health and Wellbeing, said consultants should not be a dirty word
0: tax to go up by maximum as cuts go ahead. Council tax bills for people in Norfolk will go up by 4.99 PC percent, while £42 million of cuts and savings will go ahead after County Hall agreed its budget. Conservative-controlled Norfolk County Council voted to increase its share of the council tax by the maximum possible without a referendum adding almost £80 a year to Band D property. It agreed £528 million net budget, an increase on last year, and will also see £42 million of cuts and savings made at County Hall, with Council Leader Kay Mason Billing said it difficult choices had to be made. While consultation on a number of these proposals continues and final decisions are due in the months ahead, council leaders have been clear that if they are not made, savings will need to be found elsewhere. Contentious proposals include the council reducing the Minimum Income Guarantee, MIG, for people with disabilities to save £1.2 million each year. Other controversial proposals a shut recycling centres on Wednesdays and to introduce a booking system to save £400,000 a year, while a 1,000 streetlights could be switched off to save £200,000 a year and cut carbon. Brian Watkins, leader of the opposition Liberal Democrat Group, tabled an amendment calling for the MIG reduction proposal to be scrapped. Labour supported that, with Councillor Brenda Jones saying, picking the pockets of the vulnerable is not the way. But that call was defeated with Andrew Jamieson, the Council's Cabinet Member for Finance, saying budgets for future years remain daunting. He said, that's why we want sustainable savings, not one-off populist gestures. Labour proposed a shake-up to the care system in Norfolk, including that the Council should help to provide 1,000 homes to be rented to care workers to tackle a recruitment crisis. The amendment was not passed. Nor was a green one, which included the introduction of a workplace car park levy in, Nor- in Norwich and called for the Council to buy land to be used for a future new railway stations near Stratton and Heatherset. The budget was passed by 42 votes to 20, with two abstentions.
1: Brothers Pablo and Toro steal keepers' hearts. A pair of South American fur seals are settling into their new surroundings at Bannham Zoo. Brothers Pablo and Toro arrived at the Norfolk Visitor Attraction from Bristol Zoo. The newcomers mark an exciting addition to the zoo – following the departure of one of its Californian sea lions and the death of another in December. Animal manager Deborah Harris said the two had wasted no time in winning over staff. We're delighted to welcome Toro and Pablo to Banham Zoo, she said. They arrived with one of their Bristol keepers accompanying them to help settle them into their new environment. Their individual characters are starting to show and they have already stolen the hearts of keepers and visitors alike. Poaching, environmental contaminants and commercial fishing are all threats to the wild South American fur seal population, and so we are proud to have them at the zoo and to be raising awareness of the dangers they face in the wild. South American fur seals are named due to the thick layers of fur which help them maintain their body temperatures in cold sea water. The sea lion bay enclosure at the zoo had been empty since the end of last year after the site announced the death of its beloved Californian sea lion, Philippa. The 24-year-old who had been at the zoo since 2008 was put to sleep after his health, including arthritis, began to deteriorate. The site's remaining sea lion, Gala, was moved to Woburn Safari Park in Bedfordshire, where she has joined half-sister duo Kira and Leone.
2: Norfolk's longest-serving council leader to stand down. Norfolk's longest-serving council leader will stand down after receiving a life peerage from the Prime Minister. John Fuller, Conservative leader of South Norfolk Council, has confirmed he will not be putting himself forward for re-election in May. However, he will remain a councillor for Brook, the division he has represented on South Norfolk Council since 2003. He said, I've devoted 20 years of my life to public service here, but the leader is an important role and needs someone who has the time to focus and dedicate themselves to it. It has been the honour of my life to serve locally, but I will be standing down from my leadership role. I will pass the baton and wish whoever takes it on the greatest success. Mr Fuller, who has led the council since 2007, was announced as one of 13 new peers earlier this month. He said the nomination had reaffirmed his commitment to public service throughout his career. The father of two will now sit in the House of Lords where government bills are scrutinised through reviews and amendments before they become law. Inquest opened.
0: The inquest into the death of a cyclist who was killed in a crash on the outskirts of Norwich has been adjourned for a further three months. Edward Cook was cycling along the B1108 Watton Road at Coney near to the Norfolk and Norwich Hospital when he was involved in a crash with a black Mercedes. The 55-year-old of Heatherset died at the scene from multiple traumatic injuries suffered in the collision on November ninth, 2023. After a short review hearing at Norfolk Coroner's Court this week, Assistant Coroner Christopher Leach said... The police investigations continue and therefore it would not be appropriate for this inquest to resume. I note that there is some toxicology evidence that has recently been obtained as part of the investigation. At an inquest opening held last year, it was confirmed that Mr Cook, born in Newham in London, and was employed as a fitter and plumber. Another pre-inquest review will take place on June 24th.
1: Change to Thousands of People's Bin Collection Day comes into effect. Thousands of people have seen their bin collection schedule change as a new timetable comes into effect. This marks a change for people across Breckland as the District Council looks to make its collection routes more efficient. Just over half of Breckland, which includes those living in Deerham, Swaffham, Wotton Thetford Attleborough and the surrounding villages will see a change to their waste and recycling collection day collections will continue to be made weekly with waste collected one week and recycling the next on an alternate weekly basis the change has been prompted by the closure of the previous waste collection site and will minimise the distance that the collection crews need to travel Councillor Helen Crane, Executive Member for Waste at Breckland Council, said, By changing the routes our bin crews follow, we can minimise the number of miles they have to cover and ensure they are collecting everybody's rubbish as quickly and efficiently as possible. All households in Breckland should have received a leaflet with their new collection day in the first half of February.
2: An engineer from Wyndham died with a rare neurological disorder shared with an A-list celebrity. John Prentice of Albini Way died at the Priscilla Bacon Lodge in Colney in February. At an inquest opening into the 73-year-old's death, Norfolk Coroner's Court heard that Mr Prentice had been diagnosed with Stiff Person Syndrome, or SPS. This is a rare neurological disorder with features of an autoimmune disease. Awareness surrounding the little-known condition has been raised following an announcement by Celine Dion. The French-Canadian singer told her Instagram followers in December 2022 that she has been diagnosed with SPS. At the Norwich Court, based at County Hall, area coroner Yvonne Blake confirms that Mr Prentice's primary medical cause of death was aspiration pneumonia. He also had mesothelioma and type 2 diabetes, Mr. Prentice was born in Norwich on May 1950. A full inquest to determine his official cause of death will take place later in the year in August.
0: Crime cameras. A Norfolk council is introducing new surveillance cameras in remote areas of the county with immediate effect in an effort to tackle rural crime. Breckland Council voted to invest in the new devices as part of a crackdown on issues like fly-tipping, graffiti and other environmental crime. The cameras will be moved between different areas of the district, but are specifically intended to tackle issues in remote parts of the countryside. Six will be mobile cameras, increasing the number of these in use to ten. Four will be body-worn and two will be dash cams. Councillor Helen Crane, Breckland's executive member, said this system will be used proactively, not just reactively, and will help with detecting and deterring crime. The policy is needed. It will make Breckland a cleaner, greener and nicer place. Miss Crane said that the cameras would help with the enforcement action against fly tippers, for which a witness or name and address associated with the rubbish is often needed. The plans follow a review last year by the government and police which found waste crimes and antisocial behaviours were two main contributors towards making people feel unsafe in their communities. The council said that offences such as littering often occur in remote areas where surveillance and lighting are low.
1: A new supermarket has opened in a village on the outskirts of Norwich, ahead of a major housing boom. The ribbon was cut at the region's latest central co-op in Coachmaker Way in Heatherset, welcoming hundreds of shoppers through its doors. It is the first business to move into the Heather Gardens local centre, a retail space which includes the 4,320 square feet supermarket and three 1,000 square feet units. The local centre is one of a number of community facilities being delivered as part of the Heather Gardens project off Little Melton Road. The scheme will see 1,196 homes constructed by both Taylor Wimpey and Persimmon Homes. A doctor's surgery, sports pitches, a recreational space and play areas are all proposed to be included in the area's development. A spokesperson for Central Co-op said... As well as everyday essentials, the store will feature a range of food-to-go options, including hot food and an insomnia coffee machine, serving fair trade coffee. Manager Tom Ashton led the inaugural opening day with some of the new staff who offered central co-op memberships to visitors. Top bookshops
2: Four Norfolk bookshops, including two in Norwich, have reached the finals for a major national award. The regional finalists have been revealed for the Independent Bookshop of the Year category at the British Book Awards 2024. In the east of England, the Norfolk representation comes from The Book Hive and Book Bugs and Dragon Tales in Norwich, The Holt Bookshop and Ketz Books in Wyndham. The latter is run as a not-for-profit community interest company and it relocated to a larger premises in the town in September 2023. The Book Hive, which also has a shop in Elsham, was named the Independent Bookshop of the Month for February 2024 by the publisher Faber Books. The other East of England finalists are Niche Comics Bookshop in Huntingdon, Malden Books Ltd, David's Bookshop in Letchworth and Next Page Books in Hitchin. The regional winners will be revealed on March 12th and they will then contend for the overall prize, announced at a ceremony in London's Grosvenor House on May 13th. Village
0: Hall Move A new village hall is set to be relocated amid fears it will be left tucked away among homes. The proposed move comes as more than 100 houses are under construction to the north of Great Ellingham near Attleborough. The Parish Council and Village Hall Committee are in favour of relocating the centre, originally planned to be situated between Watton Road and Hingham Road, to a more prominent area, as former proposals would have seen it hidden within the housing development. All Saints Development, the owners of the site, hope to build an additional seven homes in its place. It is proposed that these new homes, along with further two in the development site, will provide funds for the Parish Council and in turn a generous village hall contribution. The application states that the hall and car park will now be built in a more accessible area in the village, although it is not clear where this will be. All Saints Development is fully supportive of the plans to move the centre and it's providing financial support to achieve this. There is no affordable housing on this scheme.
1: And now an editorial comment from the EDP. Was expensive strategic council review really needed? When you consider the six-figure salaries directors of departments at Norfolk County councils receive, it's little wonder that our eyebrows are raised when County Hall decides to spend taxpayers' cash on consultants. Surely these directors and their staff should have the necessary expertise to run the council, without having to resort to external so-called experts. It's an easy stick to beat the council with, but the reality is that it can make sense to make use of consultants... <laughs> as bill borrett the conservative cabinet member for public health and well-being puts it consultants should not be seen as a dirty word they can bring a fresh eye to the way things are being done they can be used to identify more efficient ways of doing things which is all to be welcomed given this is our money which county hall is custodian of however while there may be occasions when consultants can make a good contribution What is important is that there are ways to measure their effectiveness and to provide evidence that their interventions have yielded the results. That is why there is criticism being directed at Norfolk County Council after they brought in PA Consulting for a strategic review, saying that could save up to £20 million a year. The consultants were only used for a year, with their contract not continued beyond that. Council leaders say they helped identify £17 million of savings in year one, while £12 million of savings flowed from that work in the second year. Technically, that does count as the up to £20 million worth of savings, but it is surely some way off what council leaders had hoped. Critics are correct to question the council over what has happened here. It is important to be able to measure success or otherwise, and to provide evidence of the impact of new ways of working. And now in sport.
2: The President of the Rugby Football Union traded Twickenham for Wyndham to champion community rugby in Norfolk. Rob Bryars used the break week in the Six Nations Championship to watch Wyndham beat rivals DISS in the South Norfolk Derby and to deliver a cautious vote of confidence in the grassroots game. I'm very glad to be here. Wyndham's got wonderful facilities, great volunteers, and how good it is to see a one-club ethos like this with equal weight to both the men's and women's game, he said. But the success here is quite different to many of the clubs I go to. One of the big issues we face is participation. During Covid, levels took a big hit. Players drifted away and didn't come back to the game, so a lot of clubs are still trying to catch up. As president, Bryars is the figurehead of the RFU, hosting royalty at internationals and presenting caps to England players, including Wyndham's own Tommy Freeman. He's lived, played and breathed the sport all his life, winning 50 caps for his native Lancashire and going on to coach and volunteer at local and national levels. And he's honest about the challenges facing the game. The RFU is not in a position any longer, because of financial restrictions, to throw money at things, he said. What we're now looking at is to drive more local decision-making and giving guidance to clubs about how to obtain local funding, how to get advice on things like pitch maintenance, floodlights and artificial playing services.
0: And now we have community news from Wyndham Town Council. Towards the end of last year, Wyndham Town Council became aware of a special offer available to local councils to purchase defibrillators at a reduced price. Having consulted with the Chair of the Finance and General Purposes Committee, Councillor Julian Fulcher, it was agreed that this was an excellent opportunity for Wyndham to have some brand new defib units. Deputy Mayor Councillor Annette James then began researching where the defibs were available in Wyndham and which parts of the town were missing having access to these life-saving units. Once areas in need were identified, Councillors Annette James and Lucy Nixon met with some local businesses to see if they would be happy to host a machine. The first was installed outside the new co-op store on Silfield Road. Store manager Sheena Chapman said that she was really happy to have one as there wasn't any publicly available south of the railway bridge. I've experienced both staff and customers having medical emergencies at at other places that I've worked and and these units can be lifesavers. The second unit was installed outside the garden centre in North Wyndham on their sidewall which is accessible 24-7 from Tuttle's Lane East. Brenda Grucott from Wyndham Garden Centre, said that she too had been involved in an incident where a customer had collapsed. Our nearest defib was the one on Lime Tree Avenue and we had to rush over there to get it, so we're very happy to have one right here. Mayor Councillor Suzanne Urie-Nixon who has previously funded other defibs in the town, said she was delighted that Wyndham Town Council has been able to add additional defibs to provide life-saving support to the community.
1: From Wyndham Town Football Club. As a football and social club, we need, like every other business, a considerable amount of support and custom, and in Wyndham we have so much really good competition Grassroots football is in serious decline, and we are the only adult football club in Wyndham and continually have to fight to keep it going, and that takes so much time and hard effort. This brings me on to the reason for this communication. Firstly, we simply ask that you come and support us on Saturday or Sunday match days and enjoy a drink in our family-friendly bar. Secondly, support one of our social events or nights, for example, bingo, car boots and various other events we have planned. Finally, if you know of someone who would like to become a volunteer or committee member, then please contact us. There is always so much to do. Also in Wyndham, there's a new Keep Fit class for over 50s in Wyndham coming soon. When? On Fridays 1 to 1.50pm 1 at the North Wyndham Community Centre. Are you over the age of 50 and live in or near Wyndham? Due to the major success of our Tuesday afternoon group, we are hoping to add another on a Friday afternoon. Our Keep Fit classes are a low-impact aerobics exercise to music class. Exercises are choreographed to music from the 60s, 70s and 80s era. It's a fun way to improve your health, fitness, body and mind. You work at your own pace and we are a friendly bunch. Your first class is free.
2: And the Wyndham Wood Avons Way 2023 Christmas Light Fundraiser... I'm very happy to share the news that the neighbourhood's annual Christmas light show raised £2,243 for the shed in Wyndham. Thank you so much to all who contributed. They say they are sorry they're a bit late in sharing the news, but we have been waiting to hear that Aviva would pay the £250 employee contribution that Councillor Julian Fulcher applied for towards the total, and now they have. And star throwers in Wyndham were delighted to be chosen as the local charity to be supported at the Valentine's Fair organised by Lauren from Winter's Cupcakes. Thanks to the volunteers and supporters, they raised a fantastic £423.78 by running the raffle and refreshments. Star throwers will be back at Lauren's next event on Saturday, the 1st of June, for the Wyndham Summer Fete. If you are holding an event and would like to support star throwers, Please contact them via www.starthrowers.org.uk. That's www.starthrowers or one word .org.uk. And more news from Star
0: Throwers. Connections is our fortnightly bereavement support group. This is a small group session for people dealing with loss through cancer. The purpose of the group is to provide a safe space in which to talk about the grief we experience after losing a loved one to cancer. Due to an increase in numbers, we are now holding two sessions on Tuesdays, 10.30am to 12 and 1 30, and 1pm to 2.30pm. Our next group meets on the 5th of March. To find out more, email info at starthrowers.org. Dot uk. That's infoers, info at starthrowers, all one word, dot .org.uk dot Or call 01953 423304 Repeat, that's 01953 423304 And the Wyndham Royal British Legion First Social Evening of the Year Those who attended recently had an enjoyable evening taking part in the quiz. The four teams were the half-wits, we are a herd of cats, leftovers and one non-nurse. They were difficult to separate on a tense night of quizzing. It boiled down to tactics and who played the joker at the right time. In the end, we are a herd of cats that prevailed over the opposition. Look forward to a few more teams for the next social event and the next meeting is on the 18th of March and that will be a branch meeting
1: where's my bus Wyndham on Friday the 16th of February connect bus held the first where's my bus community engagement evening in Wyndham Methodist Church this event targeted primarily concessionary pass holders in Wyndham who have the ability to use either the Connect Bus number no. 6 serving Watton and Norwich, the 6A serving Norwich via Heatherset, or the 501 Thickthorn Park and Ride into Norwich City Centre. The focus was to encourage the residents of Wyndham to download the Connect Bus mobile app and educate them on how to use it to plan journeys, track buses, and access service updates. The event was very well attended, and our team were met with great enthusiasm, particularly at the prospect of using other buses on our network to have great days out by bus across the region for free with a concessionary pass over the spring and summer. According to Paul, who kindly helped us organise the event, everybody found it a helpful, instructive and encouraging experience. This event marks the first of our Where's My Bus events, which we'll be organising across our Connect Bus and Headingham and Chambers networks. They will take place on a monthly basis, so keep an eye on the website to attend an event near you this year. And in Heatherset... Heatherset Social Club
2: friends have taken delivery of nine brand new bar stools and eight brand new baby stools. They could only have done this because you guys attend our quizzes, bingos and buy squares on squares, boards, etc. All the money they raise is slowly going back into the club with garden benches last summer and new stools this winter. Next on the list is hopefully new lounge furniture and a massive thank you to all of you. And in Mulbarton. Mulbarton's Community Hub runs every Monday from 9.30 to 3pm and is supported by the Norfolk Community Foundation through the Surviving Winter Fund. In addition, Saracens Norfolk Fund has also very kindly donated to the Community Fund. It has been running since November 2022 by Mulbarton Village Hall and a growing team of volunteers who dedicate their time to this each week. It is a great asset to Mulbarton and is very popular with people of all ages and provides a lovely setting for people to come to and socialise and for children to play. The fund has enabled the community hub to make various improvements and purchase key expensive kitchen equipment and various other needed items. So join us in thanking the Norfolk Community Fund and also the team of people who help run it and to give up so much time and bake and cook. And now to the letters.
0: And this first is entitled Report Was Inaccurate and it's by Councillor Suzanne Newry nixon of Silfield Avenue, Wyndham. Oh dear, your report in Friday's edition, February the 23rd, titled Unfair Burial Rules to Change After Rao concerning changes in Wyndham's council fees, is not only inaccurate but appears to indicate Councillor Rosen was a bystander in the discussion. Councillor Rosen, who sits on the Finance and General Purposes Committee, along with another colleague and three Liberal Democrat councillors, appears not to realise that there is an element of collective responsibility. In other words, motions or proposals are voted on democratically and once that vote has been taken, that is what the committee has agreed. He also conveniently fails to mention in his comments to your paper that it was Councillor Rosen's suggestion that burial fees increased in the first place to, in his words, bring us in line with other councils, such as Dearham. Councillor Rosen's attempts to paint the Liberal Democrats as the baddies when it comes to his suggestion that people on benefits should also pay lower fees is ill-thought-out. As one of our own town councillors on this committee, Councillor Dave Roberts has a disability. He is best placed to consider whether this should apply. Councillor Roberts also did his homework and reviewed the charging policies of 25 other local councils, none of which offer discounts to those on benefits, as those reductions are covered by other governmental schemes. While it's true that we consider ourselves as an aspirational council and we want to be ambitious with new ideas, the Labour's proposals regarding reduced cemetery fees for those on low income or disability was nothing more than one sentence on a piece of paper. The Liberal Democrat councillors rightly asked where was their research and evidence, what do they define as low income and how are our staff to put this into practice as none of this was written into the proposal. While it was an honourable idea, the proposal was voted down because it lacked any detail. As usual... The Labour councillors at Wyndham, led by Councillor Rosen, have attempted to smear the Liberal Democrats regarding us as the enemy when meetings just after the May elections last year suggested that we would all work collaboratively for the town. This is clearly not the case and this is sad, as Wyndham residents voted for change, evidenced by only one Tory being elected, who has since resigned. The grandstanding by Councillor Rosen, who is attempting to be confirmed as Labour parliamentary candidate, would be laughable, if not just downright nasty, to his colleagues on the council. He would do well to remember that the people of Wyndham come first, not his political ambition.
1: And this from Ken Ewing of Boardswell. Developers must stick to rules. Further to Sean Marriott's letter referring to Keith Skipper calling for a revolt over lack of affordable housing, there is, in my opinion, a simple solution to this matter, although councils and government do not like to keep matters simple. When rules are made for the percentage of affordable housing, make it a legal requirement for the developer to stick to the rules. If they pay too much for the land, it is down to them. They seem to know at the moment that they can get away with a reduced number. There is a huge increase in the value of land when a landowner obtains planning. Agricultural land at approximately £10,000 per acre to development land at £250,000 plus per acre. If the developer did his due diligence, there should be no problems. For developers to claim a site is not viable should not be an excuse. Rules should be obeyed.
2: And Peter Offord of Norwich writes, We can't keep ignoring those climate woes. Is Steve McKinder having a joke in his letter of the EDP of February 22nd? Shifting the focus from climate change to unmaintained ditches and February fill dyke for all the recent flooding and misery caused? Is he living in Sleepy Hollow? He chortles at the description of unprecedented rainfall and flooding. Well, yes, because it is unprecedented. And we would still be flooded if every ditch and culvert were cleaned. The relentless rain is falling on the drainage built when there was less precipitation. February is set to be warmest on record and, in all expectation, the wettest. Why? Global warming. Why? Humans' insatiable demand for construction, road building, car use and throwaway consumerism, all producing CO2. One glance at Google Newsstream the other day, tornado warning, Norfolk amid strong winds, heavy rain. EDP, Norfolk hit with 16 environmental agency flood alert warnings. Norfolk News, Wellney Wash Road remains closed after flooding, etc, etc. Not only is it spurious, it is dangerous to keep ignoring and belittling climate change's impact upon our lives because it stifles the call for action. It is irresponsible as our national and council leaders lack of action to help the future sustainability of all of our lives.
0: And now some what's on from Star Throwers in Wyndham. Join us for an artistic adventure. Do you feel that you would like to be arty but don't know where to start? Do you know any that creativity can support your healing process? Do you like art but tell people you haven't got a creative bone in your body? Would you like to be part of a fun, collaborative and supportive creative group making art together? Then why not try a new Star Throwers Art Group? meets Mondays 10 till 12 at the Star Thrower Centre in Wyndham using contemporary art as a response to cancer. We never make art as crazy as life, but we can try. Contact Star Throwers to book your place. That's 01953 423 304. That's 053 423 And Info at starthrowers.org.uk Info at starthrowers.org.uk
1: More in Wyndham. At Waitrose Wyndham, a community cafe on Wednesday 6th of March at 10am. Pop in for a cuppa and a chat. It's a great way to meet new people. Everyone is welcome. At Wyndham X Services Club. Northern Soul, Motown, Rhythm and Blues, Seventies Soul and more. On Saturday, the 9th of March, 7.30pm until late. Tickets £5 at the door, members free. In Wyndham, quiz night at the White Hart Wyndham. Every second Sunday of the month. The next is on Sunday, the 10th of March, 5.30pm start. Maximum team of five... £2 per person, huge cash prize to be won. And also in Wyndham, Premier Travel in Wyndham is organising a Children in Care Easter Egg Appeal. Bring your Easter Egg donations to the Premier Travel Branch at 4 Market Street, Wyndham by Saturday the 16th of March.
2: And in Attleborough. A Mother's Day afternoon tea on Sunday, the tenth of March, between twelve noon and two thirty p.m. Tickets are ten pounds per person and five pounds for the under fives. There are two raffle tickets for all mothers to win a Mother's Day hamper. To book, send a payment via PayPal to Tate Abigail at yahoo.co.uk. That's Tate T A T E Abigail, or one word, at Yahoo co.uk, stating the time of the sitting and whether you require a vegetarian option. This is raising funds for the Attleborough Academy Students Borneo expedition. And also in Attleborough there's a creative social on Thursday the 14th of March between 1pm and 3pm at Attleborough Town Hall. Creative socials are monthly creative workshops for people aged 50 plus. Activities change month to month and range from dancing and music to arts, crafts and creative writing. A welcoming and inclusive group for anyone who wants to try something new, make new connections and have a cup of tea and a slice of cake. John Kay will explore different moves, seated and standing, and music relating to Egyptian dance, to promote a sense of well-being and creativity whilst increasing fitness and flexibility. Admission is free. To book your space, telephone 01953... Seven one three three nine zero one nine five three seven one three three nine zero. Email info at creative arts dot co dot uk at creative arts or one word dot co dot uk. Lastly, in Atterborough, a charity fashion show on Sunday, the seventeenth of March, between two and five pm at Connaught Hall in aid of star throwers. Tickets can be purchased at the centre on Melton Road in Wyndham or from the boutique at number 10 in Attleborough. Please come and support this event. You will get a chance to view and buy from the new spring collection and they're delighted that some of the people they support are going to be the models. Come along and support this lovely local business and the charity. Tickets are £5 a person and can be purchased from either the centre or the boutique in Attleborough. And there's
0: spring flower arranging classes at Old School Hall, Little Ellingham. This is on Wednesday the 6th of March and the 27th of March. That's 7 o'clock till 9 on both days. And that's at Old School Hall, Ellingham. And the cost is £8.50 per person, per session. Numbers are limited. So to book a place and for further details, please contact Margaret Thomas. That's on 078517 49373. Pete, that's 07851749373. Email address is bloominggood. That's b-l-o-o-m-i-n-g-o-o-d-e at hotmail.co.uk Looming good at hotmail.co.uk It's got an E on the end. And also in Little Ellingham, although we don't have details of where to book, on Saturday the 9th of March, from 1 till 3pm, there's an afternoon tea at Little Ellingham Village Hall. And that's ten pounds per person.
1: A spring fair and coffee shop is being held on Saturday the ninth of March between ten AM and twelve thirty PM at St. James's Church in Great Ellingham. Entry is by donation. There will be homemade cakes and jams, craft stalls, tombola, raffle, gifts, hot bacon rolls, and other refreshments. A warm, friendly welcome guaranteed. All profits to our Grade 1 listed church. To book a stall, contact Catherine 01953 572 159. 01953 572 159. Sunflower Jones, all one word, Sunflower Jones at hotmail.com. And at Carlton
2: Road, there's a coffee morning being held on Friday the 8th of March from 8.45am to 11.30am at All Saints Church, Carlton Road. They say join us for a coffee morning fundraiser with sweet treats and pastries that will be on sale and you can even pick up a flower posy for yourself or as a gift for someone special for Mother's Day. And in Fawnsett, Diggers and Dibblers on Tuesday the 12th of March at 7.30pm. This is a talk by Susan Harrison on the subject of peonies at Fawcett Village Hall at 7.30pm. If you're not already a member, it's only £10 to join and meetings are £1, which includes free soft drinks and snacks and an entry to a raffle each meeting to win a garden token. You can also buy wine at £1 a glass. And
0: now some information about audio described performances. The first thing to say is that Wyndham Players will have an audio-described performance of their next production, which will be the 24th to the 27th of April. The play is Waiting in the Wings by Noel Coward. Wyndham Players are, as far as we know, the first amateur group to put on audio-described performances. and We have the correct equipment so that we can do it on any of the days that you require. The th- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday evenings all start at 7.45, but the Saturday matinee will be at 2 o'clock. If you wish for any more information, or if you wish to book for this, please contact me, Georgette Vale, on oh one nine five three six zero five four. It's 01953 605434. And also at the Theatre Royal Norwich, on Thursday the 18th of April at 7.30pm, there is Edward Scissorhands, an audio described performance, and the Touch Tour beforehand will start at 6.30pm. And the tickets are from £36. And on Saturday the 18th of May at 2.30pm there is the Northern Ballet, Romeo and Juliet. The play begins at 230 or the ballet begins at 2.30pm and the touch tour is at 12.15pm. And the audio description is by Vocalise and the tickets are from £36. To book, telephone their box office, which is 01603 630000. It's 01603 630000.
1: And finally, some more dad jokes. When I was young, my mum told me I could be anyone I wanted to be but it turns out that identity theft is a crime.
2: What weighs more, a gallon of water or a gallon of butane? Answer, a gallon of water. Butane is a lighter fluid. And what do you call a paper aeroplane
0: that can't fly? Stationary. Now, we're coming to the end of this edition of your Talking Newspaper. If you have any comments to make about this edition or queries about the service, or if you're having trouble returning the wallets, please do contact me, Georgette, on 01953 605434. That's 01953 605434. You can also contact us and listen to the news at www.watn.org.uk. That's, as usual, www.watn.org.uk. A reminder that the latest edition of Just Talk will follow this recording. When you've finished listening, remove the memory stick from the machine and rotate it back into its protective cover. Place the memory stick and its key fob inside the wallet, together with the address label, and return them to us. With very best wishes from all of us here at The Talking Newspaper, please stay safe and keep well. The next edition will be recorded in two weeks' time on the 16th of March. So until then, it's goodbye from all of us here. Goodbye.
1: goodbye.
2: Sorry for what
0: I
1: tell you <laughs>